professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm Mean Jeans Optometrist. And I am Mary Shane Harper. <laughs> Welcome to episode 117, WCW Saturday Night. Saturday Night's alright for fighting. Saturday Night usually is a main event, but not so much because this is in prime time. So WCW Saturday Night was a weekly television program produced by WCW. It had been around since 1971 under various different names before becoming Saturday Night in 1992, being the anchor show for the promotion. This is our uh, our Raw, our pre-Nitro. Yes. (laughs) It's kind of like pre-Raw, WWF, we had like the... The NBC show was the big one, right? Uh, yeah, well, they on. had they had primetime wrestling on USA that mm-hmm. was before Monday Night Raw. I mean, you had the Saturday Night's main event that would pop up like every few weeks. You know, to yeah, they did like the off time, off Saturday Night Live, yeah. Yeah, we had primetime wrestling that was hosted by Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan and sitting around the round table watching clips. Yeah, that's the stuff I remember the most is like the clip shows on like Saturday or Sunday mornings or whatever, catching those. Uh, this episode of Saturday Night would have matches that were taped on April 21st, but it would not air until May 14th, 1994. Dang. Coming from the Center Stage Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. It's got a TV studio vibe. Yes. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's... Uh, We've all seen the TV studios, territory ones and whatnot. Of course, there's a lot more production. That we get the, like the intro was very Mystery Science Theater 3000, where like the door opens and we get some like Terminator stuff. We'll get to that. Yeah, I used to watch WCW Saturday Night just because it was their only real show. I think they had another clip show or something like that Sunday mornings, maybe if I'm remembering right. But yeah, this yeah. was their, this was their their main show and. I remember watching it and being somewhat disappointed at times because this was back when... It's Job it City? Just, yeah. It was Job Squad constantly coming out there and... Sorry, I shouldn't say Job Squad because they actually have a, a faction later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's the like to call them Carpenters. <laughs> that's carpenters. funny. Yeah. That's good. Because they're building, they're building, building the people up. That's nicer. I like I that. that. I like that a little better. It's not as dismissive. <laughs> But we are in Atlanta, Georgia. Are we ever? And I bet Shane probably found something delicious to bring to the table. Man, I hope so, because uh, between Philadelphia and Georgia and 
Yeah. In Philadelphia. And I mean, Georgia. New York's kind of getting up there with and New York with Raws, but WCW they love their Southern states. So I Taking had to over do the JCP. Yep, I had to do a little research because it's getting difficult to figure out what the hell I can find or make from Georgia, and I was in the mood for a, a little boozy cocktail today. Oh, there's booze in here. Just a splash because I didn't have enough. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was looking up a, a sweet little cocktail to make and. I looked up what are some signature desserts in the uh, Atlanta area, and it popped up with a place called Flip Burger Boutique that has uh, a popular following for their milkshake that I decided to you know, kind of spin it into a, an adult beverage by adding some alcohol, but it is a Nutella milkshake that is topped with toasted marshmallows. Uh, I toasted them in the oven by putting them under the uh, the broiler. Uh, I just came back from a weekend at the lake and we didn't get to make s'mores, so I decided to elevate it a little bit more and kind of make it a s'mores type Nutella shake with a splash of vodka and a splash of Kahlua in there. Got some chocolate graham crackers, a couple of fat toasted marshmallows on there, and then the uh, creamy, delicious Nutella milkshake. If you've never had a, a Nutella milkshake, you gotta try it. Uh, I didn't think I liked Nutella until I mixed it with vanilla ice cream and some milk, and then add some more of your other favorite things. Dropping oh, a, a banana. Great. Yeah, dropping a banana. Dropping some mm. strawberries. Dropping some chocolate graham crackers and toasted marshmallows and some alcohol. And uh, join us as you listen to the show. Get your hazelnut on. Yes, get your hazelnut on. Damn it. Yeah, this is pretty great. While they're still enjoying these marshmallows and gooey gooeyness. That's right. They're ficky. Something that would happen right around the same time as this show, Weezer's Blue Album would be released the same weekend with songs such as Buddy Holly, Undone, the sweater song, and Say It Ain't So. I will not go. Turn the lights on, carry me home. No, 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 no. Uh, you know. I know. Uh, uh, Weezer, uh, I better to... band than uh, Blink-182, even though there's like only two Weezer albums that I love. Um, Is this one of them? Yeah, the first okay. two are great. And then there's some other assorted tracks, but these two, these are their first two records. Two great, great rock records. Yeah, I was a huge Weezer fan as a kid. Yep, I was, uh, oh, how old was I? This was my junior year. Uh, in high school, so I remember going to lots of different sporting events, or I say sporting events, I'd go to watch them, I didn't go to play them. I went to different uh, speech and drama and choir events uh, with me and my fellow speech and choir people. Yes, I'm not going to say geeks or nerds Constituents? Or yes, castmates, co-stars, and this was a, uh, a popular... CD that was being played everywhere at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like 10 tracks, and there's not a bad song on it. That's really hard to pull off. Yeah, this is like, really this good. plays like somebody's greatest hits album. It's just like, oh, cool. Like, gang's all here. Yeah, Buddy Holly is still one of my favorite videos of all time because it recreates the uh, Happy Days. Happy Days, which you know, goes yeah, along with this fabulous milkshake here. Spike Jones, uh, right? He directed that. Did he do that one? I think so. Hell yeah. My favorite thing about Buddy Holly is they put it on Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it was Rock, it was rock, rock Band. Rock Band, yeah. It was one of them. It was whichever one it was. But I had a 
I, I love to play the guitar and sing at the same time. So oh, I actually nice. like, bought myself a mic stand to like put the mic. <laughs> but I played the Buddy Holly song so much that I literally could turn around backwards mm. and not face the screen and play <laughs> Buddy Holly. Yeah. I, for the long, the amount of times I've listened to this album is crazy, but it took a long time for me to realize that at the end of the first like verse, he says, uh, what made these guys so violent? Because he says, violent, the way he sings it, which is great or whatever. And But I, even knowing every word of this album, I still was like, if, yeah, I just, I just like mush-mouthed through that when I sang it along. Violent. Do you guys have a favorite uh, song off this album? I mean, Buddy Holly for me. It's, because... yeah. Same for you? I mean... I gotta look it up to see if there's any I'm forgetting. Mine, it was, like, for me, it's it's really hard, but, like, My Name is Jonas and In the Garage are two I mean, that I love. My Name is Jonas is really good, too. <laughs> I mean, it's, any one of these songs, I would not tell you that, like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, that's a bad choice, because they're all so good. Like, Holiday is probably one of the most underrated songs on the album. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I know every fucking note of this record. Yeah, of this tough. one and the one following it, uh, Pinkerton. But I mean, yeah, Holiday was good. Buddy Holly, yeah. The the sweater song again. That one takes me back to that specific time because I remember walking into any room anywhere and hearing at least three people my age trying to sing that song or just randomly breaking out into that song. Yeah. God, yeah, it's like just quirky enough that it that it breaks through to like everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to hard to dispute the first two Weezer albums. You can say plenty of other things about because they put a plenty It's weird. They took a long break after the second album and then they just have not stopped putting out records since yeah. then. They probably put out 10 records but like since 2000. They put out quite a few. They and make me look forward to October every year. I know that much. Why? Because I wake up when September ends. <laughs> that's Green Day. That's you green monster. Oh, that's green Day? Oh, yeah. Wait, sorry. That's My right, gosh. we're talking about Weezer. My uh, bad. You made a Blink-22 joke, now Green Day joke. Weezer's not even pop-punk. That's very funny. It's okay. It's nerd rock. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, they're just a guitar rock band. I don't know yeah. what to say. My bad. Sorry, I, I do like their cover of Toto's uh, Africa. That's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. no, nope, can't, can't agree with that one. <laughs> it's all good. It takes all kinds of folks. They stuck true to the classic. Let's go ahead and get on to WCW Saturday Night. And we get an opening. Oh, that's so epic. With the building of the perfect wrestler in a warehouse it's slash like, lab. We get the Mystery Science Theater like door open, and then all of a sudden it goes like Terminator meets like Aliens, that kind of like sci-fi vibe, and they're making a Terminator, basically. Yeah. Like the perfect the perfect wrestler. Where's Kurt Henning at? What if they pressed it down, Kurt Henning comes out, and now he's in the WCW. That'd be a pretty cool way to do it, right? No, if it's WCW, you'd have, like, RoboCop or... <laughs> Don't besmirch the name of RoboCop. <laughs> Where is Glacier? <laughs> we then go to highlights from Spring Stampede, where we see Steamboat having... Where Steamboat has Flair in the double chicken wing, bridging over, and the ref counts to three. The double, the double pin. Heard around the world. Two weeks later on another episode of WCW Saturday Night, Steamboat is yelling at Flair, the whole world saw me pin you to the mat. I was in control, 
the fat lady has sung, why don't you just suck it up and face the facts? The most emotion we've ever seen out of Ricky Steamboat. Right? I was impressed. I was like, oh, it's like, is this heel boat? No, he's not a heel. He, he made the pin. I don't know. Something about him saying fat lady was like he was cussing. Yeah, yeah. He is like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the closest to a curse word he's ever used to say fat lady. <laughs> such, a, such a pure boy. The logo then comes on the screen, and we are welcomed by Mean Gene Okerlund. In glasses. This is the first time we've seen Gene in glasses. Uh, He's got big old, big old plastic glasses on. Commissioner Nick Bockwinkle then joins him, and basically he says that the board of directors got together. They were trying to decide what to do, but the Nature Boy threw the championship belt at Bockwinkle on, at some point. Yeah, they're both former champions now. There is no Nobody has a title. So they vacated the title. Which is the smart choice. And Ricky and H will meet each other tonight for the title. I don't know. Yeah, a handful of. I'm going to put you at the end of the line. Uh huh. A a double fisted handful of jobbers later. Do you know who I am? I'm Nick Buckin' (laughs) Bockwinkle. But we're headed to our first match Ravishing Rick Rude versus Mark Starr. The little yellow guy. Mazzy's little brother. <laughs> so Tony Cervani and Bobby the Brain Heenan are mm-hmm. our commentators for the evening. And Rude was the WCW International World Heavyweight Champion. The big gold champion. When this aired. Yeah. But not when it taped. And we'll talk more about that yep. after the match. So it gets going and Star blocks a Rude kick. Spins him around, goes for a clothesline that the ravishing one blocks, and just throws Star down. We got some nice fun stuff here we haven't seen. We got a bunch of uh, buck cam, turnbuckle cameras, yes. angles throughout the show, which is a fun little mix them up. And it's no referee, but what can we do? And Rude continues clotheslining Star multiple times. Body slam, hard Irish whip by Rude, and Star starts fighting back, but one big right hand takes Mark back down. The Ravishing One stays on the attack, hitting a back suplex, double throat thrust, pile driver, and starts yelling at Vader through the camera. Calling out Vader while he's beating the guy's ass. That's pretty badass. Face plant, left hands, belly to belly suplex, and he makes the cover, but Rude picks his head up at two. He's sending a message to, to Vader. And probably Colonel Robert Parker as well. You know, they've, we got beef here. We've seen the beef. The Ravishing One then hits some forearms across the back, locks on a bear hug before hitting the Rude Awakening for the pin and the win. Whew. He made it. I mean, yeah. The little, little yellow, Mazzy Star, took, him, took himself a beating. We then go to Mean Gene, and Rude joins him. And he says, I was ripped off not just by WCW, but by Sting and Vader. And remember, it was because of Harley's interference at Spring Stampede mm-hmm. that Rude had lost the belt to the Stinger. It's a pit bull versus a Rottweiler, Clydesdale versus a racehorse, a shotgun versus a Mac 10, Vader, Philly. It's evil versus evil. I love that line. So good. I was going to be Mac 10, Mike, but <laughs> Mean Gene's glasses just needed to be talked about. Yeah. Oakland then tells us that the Ravishing One had won the title back from Sting in Japan. 
And now, Rudeberg Sting of next pay-per-view, please, 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 please. We couldn't find that entire match from Japan, but we did find a three-minute highlight video. And and you might be wondering why would we just throw a three-minute highlight video in? Well, because it changed the history of professional wrestling. Yes. Because it's Rick Rude's final match. And my heart is fucking broken. I know. I we watched the clip right before we started recording, and my like stomach dropped into my nuts, and my nuts dropped into my toes when I saw the spot. We'll talk about here. So the video shows us Rude and Stinger both entering before staring each other down. The ravishing one hits a clothesline and grinds for the enjoyment of many. And we are in a packed Dontaku New Japan show. It's a big, big show for these guys, and they're really, they're fired up by it. You can tell that they're feeling it. Yep. But Sting comes back with a body slam and a leaping elbow drop. Rude with a front suplex onto the ropes, followed by the Stinger tossing the ravishing one high up into the air to splat to the mat before Rude hits a pile driver. The Ravishing One is then on the outside of the ring when Sting hits a tope suicida where they land on an elevated part of the flooring. And this move would end up blowing out Rude's C4 and C5 vertebrae. Yeah, it's like maybe like even half a foot or whatever, but it's raised, it's like the floor, and then it's raised up, and then the ring is on it, and Rude is basically laying across it right in the center of his back, and Sting makes a huge tope suicida, lands right on him, but his, you know, back is, he's a seesaw, man. In the video, you can even see Sting, as soon as he stands up, he's like, oh shit, oh no. And you can see Rude, like, physically hurt because they we assume they go like another 10 minutes because there's a lot of clips of devastating moves that maybe make this harder to watch but that impact is uh heart-wrenching yeah rude would continue the match taking a suplex onto the ramp avoids a stinger splash on the guardrails the ravishing one would then deliver a not so rubber band slam on the steel before steam would come off the top rope with a clothesline onto the ramp Rude would hit a top rope clothesline, an elbow drop, before hitting a top rope knee drop for the pin and And the win. And Rude coming off the top, it's just like, ah, you can see he's like, he can't stand up straight. Like, he is, and we, he blew out his back. Tell me a lie. You'll you'll hear that song eventually. (laughs) But because we're watching WC Saturday Night... And we're not watching it on the network. Nope. We got some commercials. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nothing like... Yeah, not, yeah, nothing... commercials. Nothing to scratch the nostalgia button like old television commercials. I don't know why, but it really does take you back to a place. We had some Syntec oil. I remember this. Beverly Hill Cop 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Axel Rose is back, guys. Yeah. Well, uh, Axel Foley. Not Rose. Yeah. What is this? Green Day? <laughs> you know Axel Rose of Green Day? <laughs> Sega Game Gear? Mm-hmm. Sega! Uh, For those who want a game in color. That's right. Oh, yeah. The I had a Game Gear. more than one. It ate so many, green. so many AA batteries. It took six of them. Perk Plus? Oh, uh, hey, I don't think they make that anymore. But it worked. And it works great on tennis players. Hey, hey get your Atlanta Braves catalog. 
Mm-hmm. The old hair commercials where they would do the CGI hair and be like, oh, we fix split and broken hair. Wagner Power Roller? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a roller that has a sprayer attached to it. <laughs> uh, we get a Jolly Ranchers with people riding bikes in the desert. Oh, I remember this and one. Indians? Very, very well. <laughs> it's got like the big fruit showing up next to the mountain. <sighs> Eardrops. Uh, yeah, the U.S. swim team uses... Earwax removal. Hey, you thought you just wanted Braves a Braves catalog? Get you a WCW catalog to get that WCW gear. Fuck yeah. Merch. And then a Remington triple foil. Oh man, yeah. If you can grow it, it can shave it. It can shave. I mean, according to uh, tales of Vince McMahon, he goes, he doesn't go anywhere without uh, his his electric shaver, and tends to do it while driving. That's safe. But then we get Tony, Bobby, and Mean Gene welcoming us back to the show. And they tell us that Dave Sullivan has been injured. And he was supposed to wrestle later in the show. Oh, man. And we've never seen Dave Sullivan. Is he even real? We have seen Dave Sullivan. Well, we don't remember. (laughs) He went by... Equalizer. Oh, okay. So he's not really Kevin Sullivan's brother. He just is now. I think he actually is. Oh, really? Kevin Sullivan's brother. Okay. Kevin's back now, so they have to... Kevin's just trying to get his brother paid. Mean Gene tells us that the bookies are taking bets on Steamboat and Flair, and the brain wants to know the odds. Mm. Put a little, put a little money on it. Yeah, betting on wrestling, great idea. Yep, totally. But we get our second match: the Nasty Boys of Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags versus Quinn Nash and Brad Anderson. Fuck yeah! Another Anderson brother. Uh, more like an Anderson son, as Brad Anderson was Gene Anderson's son, who was Ole's partner in the Minnesota Wrecking Crew before oh. Arthur. Okay. We, have we seen a Minnesota Wrecking Crew match? We saw one, but it was already Arn and Ole. We okay. have, we've never seen a Gene Anderson match. Were okay. Gene and Ole actually related? No. Okay. It's right. very much just a... Work name to just like yeah like Ricky Steamboat his his name is not Steamboat his they he wrestled and looked like a guy that I cannot remember his name that was a steamboat and they're like oh we'll just make you a steamboat too uh, okay so the match gets going as Knob slams Anderson's head into multiple turnbuckles and then we get Brian with the clothesline a double back body drop from the boys sags with a knee drop. And the nasty boys are just double teaming away on Anderson. Poor Brad. Knobs mm. charges into a corner only for Brad to avoid, delivering a drop kick before making a tag. Nash gets a knee immediately before being thrown into a turnbuckle by Brian, followed by a back suplex from Jerry. More head slams into turnbuckles before an Irish whip aided avalanche splash by Knobs. Brian continues with a running power slam before Come Sags comes off the top rope with an elbow drop for the pin and, and the, the win. Man, what happened, Quinn? Uh, he wasn't nasty enough. The nasty boy scene join Bean Gene, and Sags says, We've been stuffing our faces with victories lately before laughing about Cactus Jack falling off a stage and hitting a shovel. Oh. Uh. Remember that schmoz of a of brutality? It was a great match. <laughs> it was great. No, I mean just like it was it was wild. And Nobson says Dave Sullivan must have slipped on a bar of soap 
but we're coming to Slamboree and we don't have any opponents. So maybe some of these legends can come out of retirement. But Mean Gene then informs them that Kevin Sullivan has a new partner and will be facing them in a Broad Street bully match Ooh. with Dave Schultz as the special guest referee. Dave? Like the Dave Schultz? The Dave Schultz. As in the baddest man in the NHL, as he holds the record for most penalty minutes in a season. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Well, he sounds a little more intimidating than his name. Well, I mean, his name name does have a Z on it, so that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's usually a sign that you're a badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we think the Nasty Boys are badass, right? Yeah, Nasty Boys, nails. Yeah, <laughs> nails. <laughs> you remember when they when they put the like. Sound effects on Nail's voice. That's so bad. <laughs> we then get an ad for Slamboree. And it shows us highlights of Wahoo McDaniel and Nick Bockwinkle. Who will be at that show. Yeah. As legends. That'd be some oldies there. We then go to some commercials again. Ooh. And we get TBS movies bringing us Mary Jane Harper cried last night. <laughs> I've never seen that one. And Intimate Strangers. I've never seen that one. Mary Jane Harper cried last night. I had to look that one up to see what the hell it was all about. Oh, yeah? yeah. This wasn't... Um... It stars Susan Day that uh, was famous from the uh, Partridge Family. Mm. Uh, I love the Partridge Family reruns as a kid. I guess it has to do with child abuse or something like that. Yeah. A woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown that takes out her frustrations on a a child. Oh, wow. It looked, yeah. uh, it looked upsetting. Little, little Mary Jane it looked Harper. Like, it looked crying. It's like the, uh, my name is Luca, I live on the second floor, <laughs> only Mary Jane Harper cried last night. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the name of a country song. Yep. Uh, what is it, the Harper City uh, Harper PTO? Harper Valley PTA. Harper Valley PTA, <laughs> yeah. Great song. Now, this is more in line with, you know, that's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Oh, uh, okay. A little, a little darker, a little deeper. Yeah, yeah. Next one up is How a Killer Deal with Super Metroid. He goes into a room, a Rottweiler, and comes out a Chihuahua. Oh, it's his little googly eyes. I mean, Super Metroid, great, great video game. We get a Skittles commercial. Taste the rainbow. Yeah, what do you guys know about lemon uh, Melbourne lime? Sounds interesting. The gimmick is that they're like, oh, you know. Combine the flavors. Combine the flavors. Get your chew on. Orange, strawberry, grape. Mm, Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Mm -hmm. It sounded like you were talking uh, backwards. (laughs) (laughs) We get another WCW wear commercial. Adventures Wanted. Explore Alaska. Yeah, call your local travel agent. When I'm Atlanta, Georgia, I'm thinking about Alaska. Alaska, Alaska, exactly. Fleer Ultra baseball cards or oh, the gold pack. Yeah, you guys remember buying some Fleers. My dad was a big card guy is when I was a kid, so there was always cards around the house. Or when I was little, he'd buy like the packs of like. Like the like Disney or like Savage Dragon or like X Men cards, just because like oh I'm going to the card shop, get the kids with me, get them something. And of course, Once again, another Beverly Hills Cop Three. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of uh, repeat uh, commercials, but there's some there's some uh, gems hidden in between. Yeah, and there was only seven this time around, as opposed to like the fifteen on the first commercial break. We're then back with Mean Gene in the WCW Control Center. And he hypes up Slamboree going through some of those matches before sending it to an interview with stunning Steve Austin. Well, doesn't he also say something about a Hall of Fame? Are we getting the first WCW Hall of Fame? Well, we got it the last Slamboree. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that, that is true. Okay. Yes. Andre, right? 
Was that who it was? Or... Andre was at the Class 20. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, this was where they gave the plaques out, right? Yeah, like Luthez and all the them got plaques. Uh, Luthez, Vern Gagne. That's right. And then, like, a uh, guy, Wrestling 2, maybe? Yeah, Mr. Wrestling 2. There was two others. I don't remember who they were. But yeah. Okay. But Austin says, I've been held back for political reasons, because we know there is no one athletic enough to stand up to me. And I'm like, have you been held back? At, at this point, had he been held back? Yeah, I, feel, I would say he's uh, yes. crawling up the card in, in a, like... In he's a, not where he should be. In a, but in a, like in a decent fashion, like he's in staunchly in like the upper middle card with like Dustin and Orndorff and like other guys of his caliber as far as like work rate, right? Yes and no. Just yeah. because I, I see it as he was the new guy who has been there proving himself for a couple years. He's a former tag team champion, a former TV champion, a current United States heavyweight champion, and. The bulk of the time that he's been there, he's succeeded at what they've thrown at him, and they still haven't pushed him full to the top for even a steady run of championship challenges. Instead, they'll bring in somebody that nobody wants to see, or they'll make a big ordeal about a shocking mystery partner, and Steve Austin just kind of gets to sink away. His tag team partner gets hurt, and they put him on the back burner instead of putting him out there when the crowd obviously wants but to see him. He's had like him. a I mean, TV title match like constantly. His tag team partner got hurt, and so he went from having, being in the tag team division to winning the U.S. title, which is And the then having matches game. consistently with the title. But he hasn't to go for the top. He should have been thrown up there after winning all those belts. I mean, he's only been around for like... Yeah, I sting. I feel like years? Sting is like... ba- Sting has barely had the belt even, and he's like one of the top guys. Yeah, but he he got to go for championship matches his first year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I agree that he's being like the way I held it, back quite I, yet. I don't feel like he's being held back either at this point. I mean, yeah, yeah. A couple months from now, maybe. <laughs> That's just because you're watching it now. It was 1994, and you were screaming at your TV every week because you wanted to see more Steve Austin. You'd understand it. Yeah, I believe you. I got 27 just... years of frustration because <laughs> of the situation. It, pay, it paid off in spades, though, right? Oh, yeah. He, he finally got what you he was due. You win. Johnny B. Bad then responds with... Is he a bad man? <laughs> He's so pretty. He's a bad <laughs> We then go back to Mean Gene, who continues to do some more matches before hyping up the hotline as well. Oh. And we get the first mention of Mike Tanay. Also, don't forget, we're going to get more Bunkhouse Buck, guys. Ooh. Get excited. Ooh. <laughs> waiting for that. But we get some more commercials. What do we got now? We see highlights from the 1990 Goodwill Games, where U.S. baseball wins against Russia. Ooh. Yeah. Basically hyping up the 94 Goodwill Games, which are going to yeah. be coming up on TBS. It's a baseball channel, baby. And then get a Gillette antiperspirant. Hey, Gillette. It's the best a man can get. <laughs> Larry Posen, president of Belltone Electronics, tells us all about hearing aids. Uh, they're uh, small, discreet. They're hearing aids. <laughs> he's not only uh, the president, he's probably also a client. <laughs> X-Men video game on the Sega Game Gear? Yeah, I mean, who's cooler in 94 than Wolverine? Um, not too many people. Yeah, Axel Foley. We get another anti-perspirant. 
Man, they got some commercial for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're wrestling fans. So. Yeah. And then some kids take the car to get a video, and the parents talk about Globe Life Insurance. And you know what's crazy about Globe Life Insurance? Did you have it? No, it. Uh, I did. Really? Yeah, that's, my parents got this insurance for me. That's funny. The um, it's if you look at the the information on the screen at the end of the commercial, it's from Oklahoma City. Yep. Ah. That's why. That's probably why. I'm, you had it. It's probably good, good yeah. chance. But yeah, I was like, oh, hey, look at that. And I had State Farm or Farmers or Allstate. I don't remember which one it was. And then from the world's greatest movie library, TBS Movies brings you The Magnificent Seven Ooh. and Return of the Seven. I did not know there was a Return of the Seven. I did not I know didn't this either. either. That's crazy. I figured, I was like, wow, that's wild. How have I never heard of this? I assume it's bad. I mean, we've all seen The Magnificent Seven. It's a great movie. It's a Western remake of a classic Samurai movie, Seven Samurai. It's good shit. Absolutely. But Return of the Seven, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe that'll maybe we'll uh, review that one on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but then we go to our third match: the natural Dustin Rhodes versus the Shadow. Ooh, this sounds interesting. Well, I mean, at least one of these guys is a natural. Natural. God, that song is so good. We get back and forth to start with Dustin hitting a fireman's carry, shoulder tackles, and an arm drag into an arm bar. Shadow attempts to escape with an arm drag of his own, but Rhodes rolls through and holds on. The Shadow with some shoulder blocks and charges into a corner, only for the natural to avoid. Shadow then with a rake of the eyes, slamming Dustin's head into the turnbuckle. But Rhodes fires back with some chops and a leaping clothesline. The natural hits an elbow drop, clothesline into the corner, followed by mounted elbows and a bulldog. For the pin... And, and no win. And Bobby Heenan says that he knows who the shadow is. It's, shadow. it's a guy in a mask. Ha! Oh, Bobby. <laughs> oh, rascal. Dustin Rhodes enjoys Mean Gene, and he has three facts for you. Fact one, Bunkhouse Buck is afraid of him, and that's why he continues to be attacked by him. Mm. Fact number two, at Spring Stampede, Colonel Parker did his dirty work. And fact number three, they cost me the U.S. championship when they attacked me with my own cowbell. Here's an idea. Don't wear a fucking cowbell. <laughs> Buck and Parker are two raccoons scared up in a tree, and I'm gonna kick your butt. Not the best promo, but I mean, you know, Lord willing, we'll get some juice when we get this match, and it'll be the end a bunkhouse buck. Like, Dustin will get his win back. In all fairness, this aired at like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock at night. So, you know, they couldn't... And it was 1994, even though it was on cable. Yeah, they, they couldn't go too extreme yet. Yeah, kick the raccoon's butt. That's animal cruelty. I don't think Dustin's saying ass to save his life. <laughs> but, yeah. Buck and Parker are two raccoons scared up in a tree. Yeah. We didn't get another ad for Slamboree, and we see... Highlights of the induction of Mr. Wrestling 2 from the previous year's show. Aww. Before we go to some more commercials. Heck yeah. TBS Award Theater. Mm. It's going to be showing Steve Martin in The Jerk. Love that movie. Yeah, I was born a poor black child. Yes. We then get the Maverick trailer. Oh, Maverick. 
Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, James Garner. Of all these commercials, it just made me want to watch Maverick. Cause, I did too. Because I was like, man, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. I don't know if it's good or not. Oh, but so there's just so many. The sets and the costume design just look so fun. And uh, who who directed this? It was... Richard Donner. Yeah, Richard Donner, yeah, of, of uh, Superman 2 fame. We get another Skittles commercial. Another X-Men video game. Don't get a treadmill. Get a Nordic track. Uh, oh Nordic man, tracks. Nordic track. Those Call for the brochure. Remember calling for day. brochures? Cross country skiing in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, total body work. Yeah, you don't have to call for brochures anymore. You just get online. Uh huh. That's what's wrong with the the world today. Is there's no we need more brochure connection. <laughs> we give me brochures. that phone number. We need more brochures. Give me that phone number. I don't want to order online. And if I haven't mentioned it before, the Braves. Are on TBS. Mm. They, they got ever? a they got a game tomorrow, at least whatever the show aired. Yeah, yeah. August, I'm sure they actually they have, have a game tomorrow too. Yeah, yeah. August August fifteenth. Baseball. They play a lot of games. We're back to Mean Gene. He hypes up the hotline. Hell yeah! What is it? One nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred. Hell yeah! Kids, don't call now. Number has been discontinued. Get your parents' permission before you fake a phone call. Well, we then go to our fourth match. The Patriot versus Tony Zane. USA. 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 <laughs> we're on TBS. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, Tony Zane has got the... the he's, Don't know. make me kick your butt, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just two raccoons up in the tree. <laughs> the, uh, Tony Zane's got the, the... You know, like, big guy gimmick. Your King Kong Bundy's your... Uh, the giant, Paul White, you get a big guy, you put him in the single arm singlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tony Zane is the big guy in a single arm singlet that will probably be staring at the lights. Because oh, he's not Zane. a patriot. I wonder if he's related to Billy. Probably not. Billy Zane's uh, super secret cousin. Could be. I mean, it could be... Tony Zane could be the the David Sullivan to Billy Zane's Kevin. Mm. Yes. So it's back and forth until the Patriot hits a body slam and starts to work the arm. When Zane escapes with some back elbows, charges into a corner, only for the Patriot to move and deliver an arm drag. I love there's some weak Patriot chants where where people are just going, Patriot, Patriot, and it's like, that's not how you chant. You go, Patriot. (laughs) Like, that is a bad, it's, follow the syllables, guys. I can't believe. I guess they're not wrestling fans because it doesn't seem they don't act like it. They just know how to say USA. <laughs> the Patriot stays on the attack with a drop toe hold, applying a camel clutch until Zane makes it to the ropes. Camel clutch done by the Patriot. That just. It seems weird because the camel clutch is always the stereotypical um, Middle Eastern guy, guy. Yeah. move. Yeah, you get the Patriot. It's the, uh, what would it be? The. I, I was trying to think of like an animal that's not the 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 uh, the, the, the bi- bison the the bendy bison <laughs> the bison breaker <laughs> bison breaker yeah beat to the gut shot to the face rake of the back by Zane but telegraphs a back body drop how about the, like the eagle's claw <laughs> allowing the patriot to counter into a backslide pin attempt for a two count another rake of the eyes and big right hands. And Zane's back in control. 
but the Patriot blocks and reverses a head slam into the turnbuckle. Did you guys know that the Patriot is from Washington, D.C.? What? <laughs> Crazy, right? Patriot then hits some left hands and a back body drop, a drop kick, body slam, and heads up top, coming off with a flying shoulder tackle before hitting a full Nelson slam for the pin and, and the, the win. win. Full Nelson slam's cool. America bitches. That. It's better than just... Patriot, Patriot, Patriot. Dragging them around in the full Nelson <laughs> Yeah. Mean Gene is then joined by Larry Zabisco. Oh, and who has a great promo for us? Larry Zabisco does. Oh, Larry. Larry's having some issues with Lord Steven Regal, and he starts talking about history repeating itself. Talking General Cornwallis and George Washington. Washington put Cornwallis in an abstretch, which sent Britain back to where they belong, and this began the start of this great nation. I'm not a coward. I can't wait to step in the ring with Regal. While most people are nice in this country, I'm not. For 18 years, no one has been able to shut my mouth. And this weekend, Regal can take his best shot. It's so good. Zabisco's got the fire here. Yep. I was like, oh man, fucking old nasty Larry. We then get an ad for Slam Meat oh, and, at uh, Slamboree. He says you can see me in Larry Land, which is very funny. <laughs> I just had to get that in there. Slam Meat at Slamboree. Basically their version of Fan Fest. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, it's a horrible name. name. It's a horrible, horrible <laughs> name. Well, at first I was like... Slam Fest, already better. <laughs> I had to read it twice because I was like, does that say Slam Meat? I was like, what? Yeah. I'd never heard of slam meat before. So no. Nope. Like, slam meat sounds vulgar. Yep. <laughs> it's M-E-E-T. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it still sounds vulgar. It yeah. does. And legends will be on the hotline all week long, guys. Yeah, don't you want to talk to Mr. Wrestling, too? Funk, yeah. Some more commercials. Sega! Big Red Gum. Aw. The Big Red Gum song is so Kiss good. It's a little longer. You guys ever had a Big Red moment? <laughs> Just have to stand out there for hours and hours and hours and not let the kiss end. People come up and you know tap you on the shoulder and you're just totally unaware. Oh man! Elevator doors open. Mm-hmm. Have no clue. Everything is right in the world. Yep. If my wife's listening, yes, yes, I. <laughs> Jesus. I have had one of those. That elevator elevator moment was not a just a a wordplay there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the big red song is so good. It is. That's right, just when like, they actually put their heart and soul in the commercial music. There was, they had themes. Get, get it in your head. The, you know, no, maybe one day we'll get a Mentos voice. commercial in here. But right now, Big Red really brought me back. My, probably my favorite commercial that's on this whole show. Which one? The Big Red one, just because oh, yeah. that song. I was like, I forgot about this, and it is so good. And uh, whoever wrote that, I hope that they got real. I got, hope they made some good money off. Of it. I hope their profits just go on and on mm-hmm. while they chew it. The brain is on the hotline. Call now. What? I mean, if you're going to call the hotline. Don't call now. He's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. The we, number is no longer in it. Bobby Heenan. The brain's definitely not there either. No. But unfortunately. if you're going to call the hotline, who would you want more to answer the phone? Like, Bobby's. It's like top of the, who you want on the other side of that, right? Yeah. Oh, so I just picture Sting being on the phone, not really saying anything, just picking it up every time it rings and... Woo! <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, you can hear him do a line. 
Some more Fleer Ultra baseball cards. They got they got the UV coating. Hey, those were uh, classic cards. Yeah, then. classic cards. Another Beverly Hills Cop Three. Ooh, it started on Wednesday. Bum, bum, bum. Sneak preview. Bum, 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 bum. And of course, TBS movies. Mary Jane Harper cried last night in Intimate Strangers. Uh, it's, it's still coming on. Guys. Yeah, yeah. They want. They really, really want you to watch. Exactly this. what you want to watch. You know, mm-hmm. a, a movie about a woman beating a child and then <laughs> sex with a stranger. The uh, best of both worlds, <laughs> I guess. At a, at, at, way to go there, Ted. Mm-hmm. Back to the show, and Mean Gene is joined by Sensational Sherry. Oh, <sighs> and our hearts grow two sizes yeah. too big. And she looks good. Yeah. And something else grows on Oakland because she pinches his butt Ooh. as she walks by. He's got those new glasses. He's looking cute. Cute as She's a She's looking for the perfect man. Oh Doesn't gosh. matter how long it takes, but when it does happen, he will be able to put gold all over me. Mm. Take me to highs unknown, and I'm just thinking, perfect. It's, it's Perfect? Perfect? Is it, is it a man whose first name might be Kurt? I guess we'll find out I soon enough. Sure, I hope so. We then get our fifth match of Tex Salinger and Shanghai Pierce versus Kevin Sullivan in a handicap match. You know who I've had about him enough of? Tex Salinger and Shanghai Pierce? Just Kevin saying. Kevin Sullivan? No, Kevin. We haven't, Kevin's always been in and out, so I'm not, I'm not tired of him yet. But Tex... Shanghai, yeah. I thought we were. Done Where's Firebreaker that. Chip? I well, want, I want Chip I and so, and Todd as I, Champion. As I mentioned at Starcade '93, the last time we saw them, episode 107, I said that this was the last time we'd see them. I didn't realize that they would. They were on this show. They were on yeah. this show. Yeah. Um, and this show so, was picked because of the marquee match. Yes. yes. Didn't really check out the undercard too much. Exactly. Uh, but at Sullivan, least we know this might be our last. Texting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. This time. <laughs> no promises, but you know, based Cro- on previous previous uh, research, the end is uh, nigh. Now Dave Sullivan was supposed to be in this match, as I mentioned earlier in the show. So Kevin is going it alone, and he rushes the ring, only to be met by both Texicans. Sullivan fights them off with right hands and kicks, headbutts them both. A head slam into a turnbuckle of Shanghai, which allows Tex to come from behind. And old, yeah, Kevin Sullivan's going wild. He's a little bowling ball in there next to these guys. The Texicans go for an Irish whip into a clothesline, but Kevin reverses it, sending Pierce into Salinger to be laid out. Sullivan then tosses both Texicans out of the ring, only for the nasty boys to run down and attack (sighs) Kevin. Motherfuckers. What? Sullivan's trying to fight them off, but receives a double team close lo- a double team shoulder block. The nasty boys then set up a pile driver top rope combo. When Cactus Jack comes running in, nailing Sags with a chair, well, Mr. Psycho is it. here. Jack's laying out both boys out with right hands, bang bang, leaping clothesline to clear the ring. And Cactus Jack and Sullivan back into each other, and don't know how to react. But they focus their attention back to the nasty boys on the outside. So I mean, it looks like we're getting some some CJ the CJ uh, the Jack and Sullivan connection. Mean Gene is then joined by Jack and Kevin, and Sullivan says it was the nasty boys who attacked Dave in the locker room because they didn't want to wrestle him. Uh, I mean, he is pure intimidation. Mm. 
Kevin then starts blaming Cactus Jack for not taking care of his brother, as Jack had been teaming up with Dave after Max Payne left. Okay. So. Uh, Max Payne took his guitar and went home? Equalizer went face? I guess I so. guess. Hmm. Well, I guess Equalizer is probably Equal- Equalizer went Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah. His face. Cactus Jack says he's no babysitter, and while he doesn't like Sullivan, they have a common enemy. And Kevin agrees to team up for one match at Slamboree. Oh my god. Somebody says something about John Crunk. Who is John Crunk? John Crunk. Crunk. Is a baseball player. He was mm. the first baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, okay. Typically, if I say was he like a TBS that you don't know the person that usually has to do with baseball or okay. Braves. Is, like the, is, is he a bad boy or something? Uh, yeah, he was a little bit of one, yeah. Okay, so, okay, that's the reference. Yeah. Just just curious. You know, Kevin just came from Philly, ECW. They're going back to Philly for Slamboree. So yeah, so I, I get it, I get it. it all in there. Mm-hmm. We go to commercials and get your tickets for the WCW tapings at Universal Studios. Yeah, get in there. Two for one. Go get on the Superman ride, I guess, and then uh, see a job or get laid out. Skittles. Castrol Syntex Oil. Get those again. Fleer Ultra, 94. Fleer Ultra. Cal Ripken has the most expensive card in that deck. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're... Are you a baseball card guy? Or are you just like in 94? Yeah, you're like, oh. I grew, up, I grew up collecting baseball cards. Yeah, I was going to say, this is probably like prime baseball card time for you as a kid, too. Absolutely. Get your Beckett out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get your WCW gear. Eddie Murphy stars as Axel Foley. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop 3. I do not believe there's bananas and tailpipes in this one. I might be wrong, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Wolverine scratching his claws on a chalkboard to tell us about the X-Men game on Sega Game Gear again. Of course. And then they we get, this could be your sh- your, This could be your arm, your chest, your shoulders, your thigh, your stomach, your back, your body call for a solo flex brochure i know is solo flex like pre bowflex or is it just like a off the like cheap version solo um, flex i'm trying to remember i guess flex is a pretty good name to yeah. name any kind of workout equipment so yeah there was a a time there where everything was a flex or a body by this or, or a, a track yes a nor a norda track of uh um, they had a nordic yeah. flex at one point even. yeah it was a a, a bowflex mounted on a treadmill you had the body by Jake Abmaster. Mm-hmm. That was this winged thing with rubber bands that you pulled towards your stomach that yeah. didn't really do anything but leave bruises. Where's our thigh master commercial? Where are you at, Suzanne? It's too early. It's too early. Oh, uh, is it too early for that? Yeah. So we're headed to our sixth match. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I like. Versus the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. I like. Uh, woo. For the vacant WCW World. Heavyweight Championship. I know, and that, like, not even on, not even on a pay per view. Nope. What is this here? Hey, I think they've had enough pay per view matches. It's time to get the the people at home. I mean, eighty nine Steamboat yeah. Flair is like uh, some this of my favorite stuff that's ever happened. Buy nine Flair Steamboat matches, get your tenth for free on mm, Saturday Night TV. Very, very good. Was one of those on a Clash from the trilogy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so 
Ricky's still doing the flame thing, and I just love... They may never zoom in on him or whatever, but the little dragon... The guys with the dragon heads when he comes out. They, it's like that one time he came out with the dragon head like a couple of years ago on WCW, and they he easily abandoned wearing it because it's not a good look for him. But before we get started, we get some more commercials. Ooh! Braves on TBS. Fleer Ultra. Headline News. A whole day's news in 30 minutes. A CNN network. X-Men on Sega Game Gear. Sega. Has your body gone soft? Working too much? Had a baby? Genetics? You know, because genetics, that's, that's what gets all of us. Call and get a brochure for Nordic Flex Gold. Nordic Flex. There you go. I love the, uh, I love the image of like guy that's got a soft body. And then they normally do like the before and after photos in these kinds of commercials. But this one is just a drawing of the guy. <laughs> it didn't even, didn't even make him get trim. Very funny. Well, because inside everyone is a Nordic body. Oh my gosh. But we're back to the match and the two men start trading headlocks, and arm I, locks. Did you guys notice this? That they added a sound effect when he did the flame? When Ricky Steamboat blows mm-hmm. fire? There's like a whoosh sound that's, I believe, added in post. I thought it was pretty funny. Flair applies a half crab before trying for a knee drop, which the dragon avoids. Steamboat hits a pair of gorilla press slams, sending Nate rolling to the apron. So Ricky brings him back in with a vertical suplex for a two count. The dragon starts working the arm as Colonel Robert Parker makes his way out to ringside. Colonel Cam, baby. After a few arm drags, the two men begin trading slaps, only for Steamboat to get the advantage, hitting a back body drop and sending the nature boy rolling out to regroup. Back in the ring, Ricky is running the ropes, only to be met with a shot to the gut and chops before sending the dragon hard into the corner. As we go to commercials, Skittles, Taste of Rainbow, Super Metroid, <laughs> SNES, Big Red Gum, uh, Kiss a Little Longer, Slamboree on pay per view, Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you know, you should watch Slamboree. Fleer Ultra Baseball Cards, Got him, Got him, Need him, Got him, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 3, mm. Maverick, and Mary Jane Harper Cried Last Night, and Intimate uh, Strangers. Why is she crying if she's beating her kid? We don't even know what the uh, movie's actually about. The kid is Mary Jane. Oh. See? Puts a whole new level on it now. Mary Jane Harper cried last night. Yeah. Still doesn't make me want to watch it. No, I don't want to watch a movie about a kid getting beat. But back to the action as Flair sends Steamboat to the floor. Nate comes off the apron with a double axe handle and continues with more chops. I know. Ricky stayed in the ring like like a true face, but Ric Flair, you know, rolling right out. What the hell is up with Flair's hair? Did you notice it? It's kind of got this like bob look to it remember how everybody i mean he's gave done a bob off and on aj styles so much shit for his hair it's like that but sure it's it's like I mean, it's uh not as bad as his gladiator hair cut. <laughs> it's it's very much minus the bangs like emily on 90210 that we were oh yes yeah earlier. yes um where very she has like, like she has bangs in the front and then bangs in the back like yes. neck bangs i mean her her bangs yeah it's kind of like that, because Flair's bangs in the front are as long as his bangs in the back. It's just, it was really weird. Ric Flair's never had really, there's like a great hairdo. It's the best when he's just got the bleached out butt cut that's a little shaggy. But like, yeah, he's kind of got... It's terrible. He had the, it's, it's Rick, doesn't have the best head of hair. Yeah, it's, 
It's, yeah. Yeah. It does its own thing. Back in the ring, the nature boy goes for multiple pin attempts for two before the two start trading arm drags. When Ricky gets the advantage momentarily with Chops, only for Flair to hit an atomic drop. Chop Fest breaks out again with the dragon gaining the advantage. Hits a back body drop but misses a drop kick as the nature boy just backs away. I love the very rude-esque steamboat cell of the atomic drop. Flair goes for an elbow drop only for Steamboat to avoid an attempt at scoop slam, but Nate lands on top for a near fall. Ricky rolls out to the floor to regroup, but is bent when he makes his way back onto the apron, with the Nature Boy delivering several elbows across his face, only for the Dragon to chop Flair and come back into the ring with a sunset flip for a two count. Scoop slam and a near fall, Steamboat sends Nate to the corner, following in only to receive a big boot. The Nature Boy chops Ricky down and heads up the turnbuckles, only for the Dragon to meet him with several strikes before hitting a superplex for the pin. And no, no. Flair kicks out. No legwork yet from Ric Flair. And, uh, you know, we got to talk about that airplane crash in 74? Four? Does that sound right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Steamboat heads back to the top, coming off with a splash. But Nate gets his knees up. Rolls on top for a pin with leverage, but Ricky reverses it into a small package for a two count. Nature Boy with more chops, a back elbow, second rope knee drop before applying a sleeper. But the dragon escapes by ramming Flair face first into a turnbuckle. And don't forget, we still got some Colonel Cam. Don't forget the Colonel's here. Back to his feet, Steamboat's chopping away on Nate as we head to commercials once again. You deaf? Get a brochure. <laughs> yeah. I like I like how we devolve when we get more. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, do, do you like g- guns and uh, gambling? Maybe boats? Maverick. <laughs> Video Super games are NES? cool. Yeah. Metroid. Mm-hmm. But what about the Flintstone movie? Flintstones ends? trailer. Oh my gosh. That's a new one. It's a nice yeah. little. I mean, I saw that movie in the theater. I had the like glass clear mugs from, uh, from McDonald's. I... Don't know if the movie is good, but I have strong memories because it was just so heavily promoted, and I was like the perfect age for it. Especially because this is like early '90s cable. There was a lot of Hanna Barbera on, lots of Jetsons, and lots of Flintstones, and I watched them constantly. Yeah, it was. Uh... Plus, the movie has one of my favorite men to ever act, Kyle MacLachlan, in it, and uh, his. His very, I mean, I love Rick Moranis too. And his uh, very sexy assistant, Halle Berry. Yes, that's right. She was in that too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we all love Rosie O'Donnell, but they yeah, did Betty a little dirty. She's a little awkward choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm still happy about the uh, Elizabeth Perkins. Is that, is that who played Wilma? Wilma? All I know is that I remember Wilma being pretty hot, as hot as I could think yeah. she was when being like probably like six or seven. I mean, I've loved time. Elizabeth Perkins forever. I don't even know what she's from. She was in Big. Oh, okay. She played the, the love interest of oh, okay. adult Kevin, or a big, big Kevin. Big, Josh. big, big, big Kevin. I'm saying Kevin. Big Josh. <laughs> too, many, too many Sullivans. Um, too many Blink-182s out there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Damn Axl Rose. But yeah, in Weeds, she's Celia Hodes. Uh, I watched a good amount of 
weeds and then I don't know where I stopped, but I stopped. You probably stopped where the majority of people stopped because <laughs> it got really weird I for went, a while. I know I went too far where I was like, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm watching this anymore. But hey, they're supposed to be rebooting it. Oh, wow. Okay, well. Coming back um, for more. Maybe Mary Louise Parker will use Vidal Sassoon. Right. Which was our next commercial. <laughs> yes. And then finally, Kung Fu oh. Weeknights on yep. TNT. Oh, Big Ted just bought up those uh, Kung Fu syndication, it looks like. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're done with the classic movies, you got to go with the Kung Fu. I've never watched Kung Fu. I haven't either. Nope. But back to the action, and the Nature Boy tosses Ricky to the floor, only for him to come back in to start up with more chops, sending Flair to the floor. The dragon comes off the top rope with a judo chop, but Nate catches him in the midsection, goes for a vertical suplex, only for it to be reversed by Steamboat. You did miss, I believe, there's a flare flip when we come back from commercial, but Ricky catches him with the clothesline, which is one of my favorite spots. Just in general, I love it when Rick gets caught. Ricky works over the nature boy on the apron, goes for another vertical suplex, only for Flair to float over and chop down the dragon. Nate misses a knee drop, so Steamboat drags the Nature Boy to the corner to start working the leg by wrapping it around the ring post. It's about time. I think we've got our 20-minute call at least at this point, and we're and he's finally getting into that leg. He continues in the ring by locking on a figure four until Flair can reach the ropes to break the hole. It was quick. He went straight to like, all right, I got you. I'm gonna post the leg straight to the figure four. Ricky stays on the leg, goes for another figure four, only for Nate to kick him away. So the dragon goes back to chops, which causes a flare flop as we go to another commercial break. <laughs> Sega Game Gear. Pringles. Oh. Hey, it's a can't stop. double stack. And it looks like the, it's not a tube. They're in a bag. It's looking wild here. I think it was a tube. Inside a bag? Two containers in, in a bag. bag. Okay. Uh, okay. The Vortex Ball. Don't oh my gosh, and this is um, pre-Nerf, because I'm pretty sure Nerf ended up buying the Vortex, but this is, speaking of Rosie O'Donnell, Vortex by Kush. Kush? Kush balls? Kush balls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The jerk's going to be on TBS. He hates these cans. And I hope you're in, you know, have a pretty decent skin regimen, uh, I would suggest. Noxema. Did you ever use Noxema? Yeah, the little pads that you put on your, like... No, like wipe your your greasy face parts off. Oh, this was like the the white cream stuff that you'd keep in your refrigerator, and it would work for cleaning stuff. But then it also worked for oh. uh, if you had a Blemishes. sunburn. Oh, it was perfect to put on there because it was nice and cooling until mm. it got all warm and then felt like it was boiling your skin. So you'd have to take it off and add more cool Noxzema. Oh, uh, uh, okay, yeah. No, I didn't. I remember oh, like the nineties. I remember such a good time. I remember Noxzema pads, like the like face clean, like yeah. where it's just like. Alcohol pads, like well, you could just that burned your skin off as you wiped. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Mm-hmm. Hot pockets, mm. and now introducing lean pockets, and you know uh, tying in the uh, the the modern tie with this whole 1994. We've got Mortal Kombat. Yeah, on Sega CD. Oh, oh now on Sega CD. Uh, what is it? Is that the song? Mortal Kombat. I don't know. You know the the song, the good song. The good Mortal Kombat song yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I got you. Does anybody know where I can get a good catalog? Uh, from WCW. Ooh. Ooh. Get you a hat, a tote bag, a... Did, did you have... see the Sting Clock? I did see the Sting the Clock. The Sting Clock was... I was like, there's no way that they made more than 10 of these, but my God, would I like to have a Sting Clock. Oh, man. 
And why didn't they advertise this whole catalog thing when Max Payne was still around so I could get a Max Payne guitar case? Oh, man. Perfect. A Max Max Payne signature guitar? Mm-hmm. The back to the action. Okay. A steamboat leaps off the top but misses a splash and seems to hurt his knee. Oh, the splash will do that. I wonder what's going to happen next. Oh, my gosh. Could it be? The Nature Boy goes to work with a double stomp, vertical suplex, a knee breaker, and applies the figure four, even using the ropes as leverage. Oh, oh my gosh. Shit. But the ref sees it to force the hold to be broken. Bad boy, ref. Flair continues working the leg and goes for another knee breaker, but Ricky blocks and hits an enziguri. Nage is back to his feet first and heads up top, but again is met by the dragon who press slams him down to the mat. Steamboat is pumped and we get a little boat pose. How often do you get a boat pose? He then continues with mounted punches before sending the nature boy to the corner for the flare flip, landing on the apron where he ducks a clothesline, jumps to the top turnbuckle, but Ricky decks Nate in the midsection on his way down for a two count. Damn, I know, I was just like, ah, get, get him, Ricky, get him. Dragon's running the ropes, only for the nature boy to deliver a stun gun across the top rope. Goes for a back suplex, but Steamboat floats over and locks on a sleeper, which Flair escapes with a back suplex. When he puts the sleeper on Ric Flair, I'm like, why is there no pop? And I was like, I guess because they're not wrestling fans. Because <laughs> I was like, yes! And the crowd could not have cared less, it seemed. Like, they're there to see some jobbers. And, uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, well, there's no Carpenters. job. Carpenters. Carpenters. Yes. And there is... And uh, these architects are boring the hell out of them. For sure. And that is... <laughs> A sad state of affairs. Ricky places Nate on the top rope, hammering away on him before hitting another superplex. Makes the cover, only for the Nature Boy to get his boot on the ropes. I love the Rick, the yell Ric Flair lets out from that superplex. It's the that's you know that signature. <sighs> ah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. The dragon with the back suplex comes off the top multiple times with judo chops. Hits a gorilla press slam and heads up top once again. Coming off this time with a crossbody. But the ref gets knocked down as well. Ref bump! So there's no count. We get the visual pin though. As Steamboat is waking up the ref, Flair cradles him up for two. 35 minutes. Which Ricky responds with a small package for two. (sighs) And an O'Connor roll for a near fall. Mm -hmm. Nate starts running the ropes and kicks the dragon as he's trying to get up. That pump kick. Then tosses Steamboat to the ropes, hitting a monkey flip for two. I noticed that like we haven't seen the TBS logo at all, and it shows up like this far into the show in the corner. And I was like, okay, well, like I'm surprised. Like nowadays, you can't, you couldn't pay him to take the logo oh, off yeah, the corner of the TV. It would fade in and out. Now. Yeah, it's just but a whole like you know, over an hour into this show. The TBS logo shows up. Ricky tosses the nature boy to the ropes, goes for a leapfrog, but Flair just runs right into the dragon scales. Rolls on top of him for the pin and, and the win. win. And new! Mean Gene is then joined by Colonel Robert Parker. He has a briefcase full of money and will give it to Flair if he will just walk away from his mystery opponent. At Slamber Free. Parker says his man is over 300 pounds and has issues with the Nature Boy. Who is this stud? I wonder who it is. Could he be orange? 
Ugh. Mage then Gunk. joins them and takes a look at the cash before Flair just decks Parker and leaves with the money. <laughs> mean Gene then says his goodbyes as it fades to black. So is that a yes or a no? Is he walking away? He's taking the money. Right? He yeah. took the money. But is he still going to... Who knows? Go on and... I bet we go. find out next week. Slamboree. Um, so gentlemen, I ask you, what are your overall thoughts of WCW Saturday night? Yeah. I wish the crowd cared more about the last match, which was good. Was not expecting the flash pin. Kind of love the flash pin for a TV match, specifically. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think Ricky was going to win, but I wanted Ricky to win, because I always want Ricky to win. Uh, I mean, I, I remember going to a lot of these TV taping shows, obviously not WCW, because I never got to see a WCW taping, but uh, I went to plenty of the WWF ones back in the day, and you watch a lot of squash matches, a, a lot of carpenters out there, all the tag, their well, work. some tags. But you also get excited when you have a marquee match that shows up either advertised or unadvertised because you just spent the last hour and a half watching people that you don't know, don't care about, get their ass kicked by somebody that you like or yeah. don't like. And yeah, this crowd just kind of shit all over this Saturday night. <laughs> they they were they had some chants and stuff early on, but like they did not. They were not wrestling fans, no, is what I would say. They were excited for Patriots. Yeah, come on, give me a For some reason. Give me a friggin' break. <laughs> I mean, this match is great. It's not the trilogy. It's not supposed to be a trilogy match. It is. It is what it is. I think you guys kind of said it, but like most television program in the early '90s, this is all squash matches, except for our main event, obviously, which is a very good steamboat flare encounter. Yeah, those, these guys are incapable of having a bad match. This is not a top three Steamboat Flare no, match. No. It's not the best one we've seen. It's But it's better than most matches I mean, that exist. Exactly. Still. Because even their worst match would be better than most matches. Yeah, it's like these, yeah. These are two of the best to do it. And they've got chemistry and have every single time. I, mean, I was hoping we'd have one more dose of Steamboat as a champ, but then at the same time I know he... He likes to fade in and out and isn't the greatest talker and doesn't have quite enough attitude to him. But, I don't know, I want what I want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all giant Steamboat fans, but we understand the criticisms. And also, Steamboat never seems to stay anywhere for long enough. And it seems like he could have been. In the 60s or 70s, it feels like Steamboat would have prospered in a like as a like continued champion. It's kind of a man out of time in a way, but with the uh, orange haze on the horizon, I guess I'm okay with him not uh, taking the gold. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's all right. I mean, Steamboat is is he's like birthday cake. You can't eat it every week, but it's it's yeah. nice when it shows up, and uh, you're always gonna take the slice and enjoy it. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? All right. Fuck you.
think it's time we smark it up. So what are some of the best moments of this show? Uh, Zabisco promo. Yeah, really Sherry good. showing up because I love her. Rick Rude smashing that jobber while calling out Vader to the camera was yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. And then, of course, the last match is the best wrestling match. And the flash pin caught me off guard. Wasn't ready for the flash pin. And when it happened, it, I had the, the flash pin. I thought Rick Rude was, I mean, I thought Rick Flair was going to win. So it wasn't surprising that he won. But I didn't expect the... The, the flash pin. Yeah, I'd agree with all of those there. Uh, Sherry was a nice surprise. She was looking extra lovely. Mm-hmm. And um, she's teasing. A steamboat. Um, Larry, you can't get mad. A, a, a person showing up. Um, uh, best thing on the show is Dave Sullivan not wrestling. True. <laughs> I've never, I don't remember Dave Sullivan ever wrestling, so I'll agree with the you. The equalizer. Oh, sorry. Already forgot. Yes. The equalizer. Shockmaster Part Two. Yeah, and technically he was around before. Horace Hogan <laughs> <Yeah>. Part One. <laughs> uh, best moment for me. I'm still stuck on uh, Rude's little commentary or interview after his match about the whole evil versus evil thing. Yeah, it was that very just, good. That was a great line. It stood out. What sucks is Maverick trailer. Maverick trailer, cool, yeah. very cool. It, I was excited. It made me, it made me want to rewatch Maverick. Maverick and the Big the Red trailer. Which one? Jerk. Oh yeah, that was my jam growing up. The big, the Big Red song in my head forever now. The which one? The Big Red song. Oh, so it's so <laughs> so good. It was very nice to watch a show that wasn't on the network, and we got these little fun dose of commercials. I can play. Old Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters singing their song from the Jerk. The mm, that's nice too. I got a copy of the Jerk around you here somewhere. To me. Ukule- ukulele. Mm-hmm. How about most disappointing? That uh, we found out <laughs> that we're not going to get Rick Rude Invader probably. Yeah. Never going to get Rick Rude ever again. Yeah. He'll show up. Yeah, yeah but like Rick Rude should be a champion for off and on for the next decade, right? Right. Probably. But he got his fucking back blown out. And the match that that happened at looked so good. Everybody was like so juiced and excited. It was in a giant Japanese stadium. And that spot, I'll probably have nightmares about it tonight. Because when, when I saw that, that uh, suic- Tope Suicida from Sting, it was just like, rude, do anything, move. I don't care if, like, of course I don't want to wish harm on anybody, but if he just, like, rolled and Sting broke his sternum, would we really miss as much as we would have missed? Like, we like Sting. We're Sting fans. Yeah. But Sting is not the talent that Rick Rude is. Rick Rude makes, Personally. Rick Rude makes the Stings and the Ultimate Warriors of the world look even better. And, like, I, of course Sting is much better than the Ultimate Warrior, yeah. but Rick Rude is a... He's a he's great. He's so great. Sting loves on charisma. Yes, but Rick Rude's got more charisma mm-hmm. and talent in there. Yes. Oh um, yeah, and a, and he and a promo. He's got it all. Rick Rude is the total package. I mean, I guess I, I, don't, know I don't know if I'm disappointed, <laughs> but I wasn't expecting as many squash matches. Yeah, I wasn't either because uh, we watched we watched some Raws and the Raws like there's there's always like a couple of squash matches, but there's also a couple of actual matches. 
there's always like two, like maybe like three, like squashes and two matches with people that have names. Or, or the fact that like literally none of these guys had any, like usually, because like multiple times when we've watched Raw, the carpenter jobber person has been someone that has ended up being something down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely none of these, most of these guys, this is like the last time that they were ever on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just took their like yeah, 80 bucks. WCW is very in the 80 bucks in a sandwich TV mentality with this one where, you know, Raw had already started to twist it a little bit. You know, they got rid of their Saturday night main event and started making a show that was weekly more focused on having big match feels to it. Whereas WCW still kept... They're the, still... Yeah, they're still doing, uh, like, Southern Territory television. Yep. Um, disappointing for me was the fact that Kevin Sullivan was on the show just at all. Oh, my gosh. What is, what's with you? I don't like Kevin Sullivan. I don't. I never have. He's, I haven't seen enough Kevin Sullivan to have any, like, strong opinions, but I really love the photos of him holding a sword uh, next to a woman. Like, I like his... Because they're very... They look like a Venom album cover. It's I like cool. his passion for the business and how into it he gets, but I just don't like him as a character. Or, or yeah. On, it's like, yeah, you appreciate him, like, in the cornucopia of wrestling history, but more on the... More behind the camera. And then it I understand that. It gets worse and worse and worse. How about best performer of the night? I mean, it's Fire and Steam, though. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to pick one. Ricky has some uh, energy here. We got a good Rick promo, it, or Ricky promo earlier on. He has some fight in him. Maybe his best pair of trunks here with the white trunks of the dragon on him. Like, I mean, I was hopeful for the shadow, but he <laughs> didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. How about most surprising? For me, the flash pin. The Zabisco promo. Oh wow, yeah, good, good call. Yeah. Zabisco promo was so good. Where's Paul? I miss Paul. Roma or Orndorff. Orndorff. Yeah. Um, he may not be around anymore. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I'm a Paul Orndorff fan. I need to go back and watch some old Madison Square Garden shows on YouTube and find me some some Paul matches with an orange haze on the horizon. Oh uh, yeah, I put Paul. People from from the uh, orange past maybe. Jumping ship. Yeah, I mean, I can probably get some pre-Hogan Orndorff. Making their way to the ring. It's trivia time. Fuck yeah. You got one for six for 30 points? I can use them. <laughs> uh, not this week. Yeah, I am. This week, the category is What Happened When? What Happened When? I will give you a show that we have covered. You tell me what the last match on the show was. Okie dokie. I think I've done one of these before. Let's see if the old brain is... uh, Five for for off the top, off the dome. Three for multiple choice, I imagine. That's correct. Mm. The show is SummerSlam 1991. The last... Alright. Shane. Alright. Are we talking the actual last match? Yeah. Or are we talking about the end of the show? I said the last match All right. of the show. So the last match was the match made in hell. It was Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior versus Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa, and General Adnan. That is correct. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have pulled that one off the <laughs> The I end was, of the show. Was I was hoping. To, I was hoping to 
trick you a little bit with the because the last thing on the show was the wedding. Yeah, yeah. I love the wedding. Yeah. Uh, the but the yeah, it's the it's that time where we had to Sergeant Slaughter for a while. Uh, but I knew ninety one. I was like, well, Warrior for sure. <laughs> that's the only thing I knew for sure. Yeah, that's where he. Ran up the ramp and was not seen until he ran back down the ramp at WrestleMania 8. <laughs> Next week, Slamboree 1994. Motown Philly back again. It's a Legends reunion. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hope it's better than the last Legends So we'll get some... Uh, Legends. Oh wow, yeah, I forgot about all those Hall matches where the we every, every other one. Will we get what? Legends and Falls. Uh, Legends of the Legends Fall. of the Fall. 1994. Starring uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt and some other people. Eventually played on TBS over or TNT over and over and over yeah. again. Never seen that movie, but I do remember it coming out. Yeah. Good flick. The music from this week's show is the theme from WCW Saturday Night. Is that and like robot sounds? I literally <laughs> took and copied the yeah. actual intro. I imagine so it's nice. factory jams with like a with like a generic guitar riff, factory sounds. And then somebody with a a drill just oh, sitting yeah. by the mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some foley work. And Flair is our champion once again. So we play oh. Spotch Zarathustra by Strauss. If you like this episode or any of our other ones, please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always email us at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com. Also, we'll take some recipes, because like we said, we're going back to Philly. Oh, going back to Philly. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, and this is where we live now. Yeah. Philadelphia, Shane, Shane chose Georgia. this uh, path for his... Uh, I did. I, I think you might be regretting We might be getting point. to a point where we just eat um, like a whole block of cream cheese on here. <laughs> I can't because Philadelphia cream cheese wasn't doesn't come from Philadelphia. Oh, it's just wow. a name. Oh, okay. The one that I did with the bagel bites with the cream cheese in it was just a lie because I found out <laughs> earlier. Don't bust it. Don't break anything. <laughs> but you can also find us on Twitter at Wrestling Histo-X. That's Wrestling H-I-S-T-O. X. We'll talk to you next week. Later.